For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time for us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at uh, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, where he reigns yeah. supreme as the number one numero uno golf instructor. Is it? Uh, that just means I'm the only one. Sam the Sham. Uno, <laughs> dos, one, two, tres, cuatros. You know, here we are right after the Tour Championship. And um, we got to see some pretty interesting stuff. We did. You know, we normally don't talk about uh, tour on the show because for the most part, we really don't, we care. don't care. No, <laughs> we just don't care. But we got to see something um, that we see, you know, in our regular foursome. Yeah. Yeah. When they start uh, doing the, the stuff we do, that's yeah. what we talk about. It. That's what we start talking about. It. <laughs> because then all of a sudden it makes us, the rest of us feel better about it to go, see, it that's isn't right. just you, John. <laughs> that way you're feeling mighty good about yourself for a good 30 seconds because you get to effectively go, ah, mm-hmm. I am at this moment just as good as Roy McElroy. That's right. That's right. At this one one particular moment one in time. One moment. Yes. <laughs> but that that's same, that's how right? the whole thing goes, man. And once again, my my entire there we go. Let's put me center camera. All right. You don't need to be seeing my what? bookcase with all the stuff in it. I don't know. I mean, the rest of us that are watching this might make a different judgment. We have a Scotty Cameron. <laughs> we have not one but two Scotty Cameron holders. Against the wall behind you. I do. Yeah. Are they all Scotty Cameron's in there? Uh, they, they, every one of them. That is an embarrassment of riches. You well, should be ashamed. There are poor kids in China who don't have a Scotty Cameron butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, they obviously don't have the connections that I have. <laughs> there, there are poor, there are poor radio hosts in Louisville who don't have a Scotty Cameron butter. <laughs> and yet, there they are. There they are. Okay. This is All of those are um, first run 500 putters from, oh, I don't know, a handful of years back. Mm-hmm. Some of them are collectors. Well, they're all collectors' items, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, but they're, they're right. kind of fun to, kind of fun. fun to look at. Talk about kind of fun. Um, don't hit it there. That's the topic for yeah. today. Don't hit it there. Yeah. Well, anywhere but there. Uh, we'll. we'll We'll discuss, explain, and get into it when we come right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. I have one word for you. 
football. Or maybe it's two words. I'm not sure. But wasn't it great to see everybody back out on the field playing football over the weekend? That was just week one. There is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings. They are the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Draft your lineup now and you can feel the sweat like never before. Every run, every pass, every catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. You pick your lineup, you stay under the salary cap, and you see how your team stacks up against the competition. And nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. And DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use code WEEKEND. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes. Don't miss out on the Week 2 action. Enter code WEEKEND to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code WEEKEND. Only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lake Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You can't argue with the fact that you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Which is why Club Champion carries every option for every golfer. You won't miss out on the perfect fit. Over 45,000 hittable head and shaft combinations from the best brands in golf. Factors like length, weight, flex, and more are just as important to a custom fit game as the club head, and they will all be addressed in your tour-level fitting at Club Champion. Schedule your fitting at clubchampiongolf.com. Hi, thanks for hanging. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith in the Gulf Cave at uh, Timbergate Golf Course. It's in Edinburgh, Indiana. Man, it sounds easy. I mean, the whole game sounds easy. People who never play it think it looks easy. Oh, anybody can do that. That's not a real sport. And then they try. <laughs> and it's fun to watch them try. <laughs> and yeah, try. You know. And try. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Those are my clients at some point. Once right? they become your clients and they quit trying. Prior to becoming your clients, they're very trying. They're <laughs> <laughs> trying your patience? Yes. <laughs> you should be more patient. Oh, patience is a virtue, but not one of mine, sir. I find there's a lot of people. I was talking to my father about this the other day. You know, here we are after the tour championship, and he uh, he called me in a gleeful tone. Because mm-hmm. he watches the golf on TV, and I don't watch it mm-hmm. because you're I'm too busy teaching. Yeah, you're working. Yeah, so I don't. I don't watch. It. Calls me in a gleeful tone. He says, "Did you see what that guy did on TV?" <laughs> I said, "Nope, I did not." <laughs> he said he hit one right into the water. Look, he cold topped it right into the water. Mm-hmm. Right, that happens. It does. Says, yeah, good that it happens to the biggest, richest guy. Now, my father does not play golf. Okay. He's just happy to see when somebody at the top of their game oh, yeah. is human. That's it. And it happens. Yes, it does. Gleeful about said thing. I think deep down inside, all of us are. We just sit there and snicker a bit and go, oh, man, I know exactly how that feels. I don't know how it feels to win $15 million, but I sure know how that feels. You know? So here we are, you're saying collectively, 
we're all secretly wishing ill upon those who are at the top of the game. Shakespeare put it best. He said, there is something about us that delights in the misfortune of our friends. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he was right. (laughs) Shakespeare was a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? That ain't magic. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really... I didn't even see it till a replay, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, I didn't get I didn't get to see it. And look, when I'm out on the golf course with a lot of my clients, they don't look as good as Roy McIlroy. They're not as fit as Roy McIlroy, but they mm-hmm. sure hit that same shot, right? As Roy McIlroy. <laughs> so now I can bring that to their attention and go, you know, I watched Roy McIlroy hit a shot just like that. <laughs> and I, I wonder what'll happen when I do that. Will they? then feel good about themselves. <laughs> For some reason, I doubt it. <laughs> at some moment, they did the same miserable thing that one of the best players in the world has ever seen. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's it? how I'll get through to my clients now. Yeah, that's we'll just, not going to work. Nah, that won't work. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll just bring up the blooper reel of the PJ Tour and say, look at what you can do to just like a PJ Tour. Now, and also, uh, John Rahm made a shot very similar to that. At, at the same hole, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't see that. And both of them blamed it on the rough because the rough was like thick Bermuda, two and a half inches deep. Yeah, well, I guess then they were trying to play the wrong shot out of there, or <laughs> you know, as we always say, right, <laughs> don't hit it in there to begin with. Yeah. But yeah. look, look, we all play this game, and we all hit it into places that we don't intend to hit it. So mm-hmm. it's really easy to say, well, geez, guys, don't hit it there, right? But that you know that's not real. It's going to happen, right? I mean, none of us hit perfect shots, none. No. So they just happen to have theirs get caught on camera, with thousands of people get to watch it, and you, John, you just kind of describe it on the radio for <laughs> no. millions of people. To you hear, describe right? it on the radio. <laughs> I tend to try to ignore it, <laughs> but no. <laughs> I start to talk about how well you abuse the bottom edge of your club. Yes, you you tend to think that that might help me in some way. It's like, you know, an intervention. I don't think so, but I do appreciate it. Well, I don't know. Like you said, Shakespeare said. (laughs) And like you said, Shakespeare and some golf instructors I know are jerks. (laughs) Kind of happens that way. Yeah, it does, man. Yes, it does. Um, you do know, of course, that the rough is two and a half inches thick, so you try to avoid it. But when you're into it, you know that, I mean, that's not an easy shot. Even if you're a very, very, very physically fit professional golfer, hitting a ball, and I was just trying to yeah, hit it 210 you yards over that water, man. Yeah. I mean, that that was one heck of a shot he would have had to pull off. I mean, he would have had to done everything perfectly in order to get that ball out and over the water wherever he was trying to do it would have been so much easier just to say, okay, I'm not going to take two strokes. I'm just going to hit it over here where I can actually hit a good third shot. Well, they've already hit so many thousands, amazing shots in their career. Mm -hmm. They're so both of those guys, John Rahm and Roy McIlroy, both just strong as an ox, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Who do, who would think that teeny weeny little old Bermuda grass (laughs) would stop those two guys from hauling (laughs) off and blasting their golf ball out of there. Right. (laughs) The strength of the Bermuda. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly they didn't think so, or they would have yeah. not chosen those shots. But, they would have made all the you know, here, here we are 
talking about two of the best players in the world and um, making light of it because, mm-hmm. well, that's, that's just what we do. Yeah. But, you know, to think about that in the regular, the, the regular Joe context, the rest of us out here playing golf, you wouldn't even try to hit that shot, would you, John? No. No, I would not. You, you wouldn't even, what do you think you would have done? Think you would have taken a wedge and taken gone a wedge backwards? Hit it to the closest piece of fairway I could have found. Yeah. May have been backwards. It may have 15 been. yards. Yeah. Right. Or 10 yards or 20 yards or whatever yeah. the heck it was. And I still would have swung the club like I was trying to go 100. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I knew it was that And standing in it, you know it's that thick. And you know yeah. that you're going to have to grip it really, really hard because the grass is going to turn the face one way or the other. Unless you're in straight control or strict control. Well, you know, here's the thing. Isn't that something that all the announcers always tell us? That the club goes through grass and instantly the grass grabs a hold of the hosel. Yeah, exactly. That's in fact wraps that's, around it. That, that I heard that the face left. I heard that a couple of times on the the play by play. Yes, grass grabbed the hosel, turned the club face left. Did the, the clip I saw of Rory's ball going into the water? Didn't it go straight, straight. off the club face? Yeah, he topped it big time. Is okay, what it looked so, like. So, if in fact the announcer was correct, which we know he's not, but right. it, I digress. Um, if in fact that his club face, the grass grabbed the club face and turned it left, well, clearly it was well after the ball had left the face of the club because that ball should took off straight. Mm-hmm. And it did. Which means that that club face was straight when it left the face of the club. The mm-hmm. face was straight when the mm-hmm. ball left it. So, bad announcer. Yeah, I'm not bad, sure he made that announcer. comment at that that particular oh. shot, but still. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> They've made it many times. Well, I didn't, I, didn't, I yeah. just, you know, I was commenting on that yeah. if, in fact, that was an announcer saying that. But still, could it could it have been? In fact, these maybe these are things we need to discuss, and we will discuss uh, it further out uh, during the show today but but isn't it that the 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 grasp basically grabbed the ball how about this the grass got in the way of in between the face and the ball and made it very hard for the face to tell the ball to do what he wanted to do true but if also right? if it didn't look like you got it up high enough to, quick enough to get it out of the grass and it was like trying to hit a ball through jello yeah so if there's if you can't get your club cleanly on the back of the golf ball with enough loft to get it out over the grass in front, you got the wrong club in your hand. Yeah, yeah, because right. you you can't, and that's why most of us should and would take a very high lofted club and hit it to the closest piece of fairway we could find. Well, the the most of us rational people talking about it, not within the situation. That's I think, true. I think many <laughs> of those most of the people you just mentioned wouldn't actually do that in the moment. <laughs> well, maybe not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I might even question whether the speaker would do that. Yeah. The user yeah. hey, the voice would experience. do that in the scenario. No, no. In the moment. I know better now. Hindsight being what it is. It definitely is. So what are we going to talk about? Don't hit it there. Don't yeah, hit right. it like that. <laughs> and, and learn what, what what's real and how to, how to really make your ball go a lot farther. That's yeah, true. And we're all going to talk yeah. about that when we come back. So hang with us. We are those with golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. 
Facebook.com slash golf guys. I have one word for you, football. Or maybe it's two words. I'm not sure. But wasn't it great to see everybody back out on the field playing football over the weekend? That was just week one. There is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings. They are the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Draft your lineup now and you can feel the sweat like never before. Every run, every pass, every catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. You pick your lineup, you stay under the salary cap, and you see how your team stacks up against the competition. And nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a shot of millions of dollars in prizes. And DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use code WEEKEND. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes. Don't miss out on the Week 2 action. Enter code WEEKEND to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code WEEKEND. Only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. When this is all said and done, I bet you the Guinness Book of World Records is going to give the year 2020 like the world's greatest delay of game. Everything was delayed except your business. They didn't get a break. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. You know, Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. And 73% of all job seekers online visit Indeed each month. So Indeed's going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million other businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash weekend. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, indeed.com slash weekend. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Those weekend golf guys do appreciate you hanging with us here. Uh, Facebook.com slash golf guys, a great place to go. Follow along there. Got a lot of nice things that are going to be happening to you if you are indeed a follower of the page. That's all I'm going to say. That's in the business. That's called a tease. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo. That's also called a tease. Jeff Smith from really? the Gulf Cave at <laughs> Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Of course, the uh, nimble co-host. Um, I feel nimble. Nimble. Nimble and quick, I think, is Jeff, Jeff the combination be nimble. that you go with, That's right? It. Jeff nimble be nimble, Jeff be quick. We're, we're talking probably in the, in the venue of thinking your way around a golf course before you actually try to hit a ball around a golf course. I mean, when you look at your shot, you should sit there and go, okay, there are two or three different scenarios on where this ball could go. And you take the path of least resistance. At least that's what you should do, he well, said. Well, interestingly enough, I gave a golf lesson last night to a guy on the golf course, mm-hmm. and I took him out and I threw balls in bad situations. Mm-hmm. Now, and I, I clearly told him, I said, look, Aaron, here's the deal. We're gonna. I'm gonna throw your ball into places that I know that you hit it because you play golf. Okay. Not that you're a bad player, but I know that you hit it in these situations. Mm-hmm. At some point in your golf career, you've seen this problem before. Mm-hmm. Balls above your feet, balls below your feet, balls with thick rough right behind it, thick rough right in front of it, sitting in a bird's nest of thick rough, <laughs> sitting on top of thick rough, mm-hmm. right? Hitting it up a hill with a bunch of tall stuff in front of him and hitting it under tree branches out of thick rough. Mm-hmm. I put all kinds of scenarios out there, right? That's right, because you're cruel. I am. Yeah. And I told him, you know, I said, look, 
I'm not intentionally trying to be a jerk about this. And he looked at me like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, you are. <laughs> I know better. I said, no, no, no. The point, is, the point here is to tell you that every time – here's what the, the scenario always happens. It always works like this. Where I'm, I'm, I'm creating this scenario for them. And they always go into it with a logical, rational attitude. Mm-hmm. Because – they're not all emotionally wound up because they didn't hit it there. Okay. I threw it there or placed it there. Mm -hmm. They didn't have anything to do with it. So this is now how to treat the shot. And then I can talk to them about how to not get all irritated because they hit it there when it actually happens on the golf course. I got you. Okay. On on that aspect, I'll just start by saying, I have this invisible playing partner with me. His name's John. And so that way, anytime the ball flies off of the club face and I don't really like where it's going, I'm like, nice shot, John. <laughs> and so I can blame John. Right. Everyone does. And, Go ahead. And so it is that way. And then all of a sudden they can just stand there and look like look at it like a spectator. Mm-hmm. And then they're no longer irritated at themselves because they're plenty irritated at John. <laughs> yes. Because John clearly can't control his golf ball. Exactly. It's something like that. John really stinks, man. I, well, I got to tell you, you know, that John, he needs to listen to the show and pay attention a little bit more and he'll be okay. But here we are dealing with these tough lies, like like the one we've just been talking about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And thick lie behind, thick grass behind it, thick grass in front of it. What do you have to do? I mean, certainly you've got to, I mean, this is a wedge shot that I threw down there, right? It's right. like 125 yards to the green. Okay. So there's your scenario. What we have is a ball sitting where grass is dense behind it. Ball's kind of sitting, oh, medium in the in the rough, and it's dense in front of it. So you really can't get a cleanly struck shot out of this thing because there's too much grass behind the golf ball. Mm-hmm. So John, where do you think you're going to put your put your ball in this stance? What what do you think is going to happen here? Um, you want to make contact with the ball as quickly as you could, I would imagine. Yeah, so you're going to have to carve through that grass behind it. Are you going to put it back of your stance, middle of your stance, front of your stance? I'd put it in the back. So if you do that, the club that's coming in is now going to be traveling down, facing down, more down than it would, right? Mm -hmm. And and then all of a sudden, you're going to be swinging down through thick rough. Is there anything about that picture that says launch up high over the grass in front of the ball. No. No. So let's say that you get a club to plow through that. Is the ball going the right distance? Oh, no. I What's it going to do? It's going to go very short or much. Yeah, much very short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just learned that that scenario doesn't work very well. Right. What if you put it in the front of your stance? Let's go the opposite way. Okay. What if you put it in the front of your stance? Mm-hmm. And you got a club with loft on. It's only 125-yard shot. And you go through that and you swing down sharply at it like you were going to with it in the back of your stance, right? So you can carve down through the grass in front. Mm -hmm. And now your club is facing more up but still traveling down. So it carves through the grass behind it and gets down below the ball and then launches. What happens to the ball now? It gets up higher quicker. So you got a much better chance of getting it over the grass in front. So this one is going to fly out higher and have much more of a chance, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What you ought to think about is that scenario when you play, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> when, when you find that Wasn't John, sure. I'll tell him. <laughs> I, was, I was not sure which John I was really referring to there. 
May as well be both, I guess. I don't know. Just make it simple for me. And I, and I think that's a mistake that most of us would make because we'd put it a little farther back because we'd want to hit the ball first. Right. Get as little grass between the club and the ball as possible. Yeah. You know, but that's. But one way or another, you're cutting through and cutting yeah, but, but down what you're saying is that's not, that's not going to work well. So putting it in front. Yeah, it's just not going to launch it yeah. high enough. Yeah. So you might want to put that, uh, you know, a bit more forward. And still swing down sharply right behind it and try to cut through the grass behind it and drive that club below the ball. Mm -hmm. But you want the one that's going to launch it out up over the grass and get some air because otherwise you got trouble. Is, is there any way to discern in your head or at least at least make some sort of a estimate in your head as to how much distance you will lose off your normal flight? Because like you say, 125 yards. Okay, I'd use a pitching wedge for that shot. But my pitching wedge and that and that lie is not going to hit the ball 125 yards. No, it's not. But I it? could still get loft with like a seven iron. You could, but you're going to have a hard time getting a seven iron through there, aren't you? I would imagine. It doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to put that way forward in your stance to get that loft to be there, and you still have to swing it sharply down. So I don't know. You might want to think about a nine, maybe an eight. But even still, you probably should just tell yourself, I'm probably not going to get this to the green. Let's just get it to a place where the next shot is something totally manageable. Right. So I, I say this to a lot of folks, you know, even even with the fellow I had out there the other night. It's like the basic rule of uh, course management and strategy is, uh, well, if I can't knock it in the hole from here, where do I want my next shot to be played from? Let's see if I can knock it to there. Yeah. And And if you can do that, then you know you're in pretty good shape because then you you've played to a place that you know you've got some success from. So so few of us think that way. However, for some reason, yeah. we're always like, we got to get there. We got to well, get. This know, is our we, second we, shot. We, I, it's a par four. I got to get it to the green. Yeah, you know, here's a scenario. You've just knocked it out there, and you're and you've hit a poor drive. Let's let's say John has my playing partner again. He struck mm -hmm. a poor drive. Mm -hmm careening off to the right, stuck in the thick rough, mm -hmm. 185 yards to the middle of the green, big tree right in the way. Mm -hmm. There's the scenario that I painted that John has put us in. Thanks, John. <laughs> hey, hey, no problem, man. <laughs> I'm good. So now if it's my turn to, to deal with the problem, let's say we're playing in some screwy event where John is actually doing all the teeing off and Jeff is following up behind and hitting all the shots after that. Mm hmm Jeff punishment tournament for what I can understand that format right there. Something Person, like that. Personal health. Yeah. Something like, wow, I haven't played golf like this forever. <laughs> Ooh, I can understand why John makes a lot of doubles. No, no the scenario would, would be, I want, you know, if I know that I'm not going to be able to get it onto the green from there, right? Mm -hmm. If I just can't do it in one shot, I know I have two shots. And the question is from a course management and strategy standpoint, well, which two shots do I want? The two easiest so shots. The, yeah, I want easy and then easy, mm -hmm. right? I want my first one to be as easy as possible, leaving me with an easy as possible second shot. Right. So that way I might have my second shot actually get close enough that I might be able to have a good putt at that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for easy out of the trouble right. and easy onto the green. So in this scenario that I just painted, 180 yards. Right. Behind a tree, thick rough, right? I can hack it out with a wedge. Maybe my wedge will go 100 yards. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll go 80 yards. But I can hack it out with a wedge, and then I can throw it up there with another wedge. Right. So I've got easy and easy. And then but pick one of those so many 12 people. Scotty Camerons behind you to put it in the hole. Yeah, I could, except I've got a 13th one, one in the back. <laughs> 
Same. We have collector's purse, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the one in the bag. <laughs> okay. But the point is, is that a lot of people, as you as you mentioned, they play like John. And John says, well, I got 180 yards. I better take my 180-yard club. Right. <laughs> or my 200-yard. Or it's in the rough. I need my 200-yard club. Yeah. Even worse, sir. Yeah. Yeah. That'll work. How's that treating you? Yeah. Here's the funny part about that is the guy who thinks like that is the guy who plays that shot, hits a lousy shot, and it doesn't go very far. And then he's giving the other guy, you know, the smarter guy, a mm-hmm. bunch of crap for hitting a wedge out of the rough and a wedge onto the green. Yeah. His second shot after hacking it out with his 200 yard club or his 180 yard club or whatever he hacked it out of there with. Mm-hmm. And the thing only went about 50 yards. He's got still 150 yard shot left in the green and he's not going to hit the green from there. And the other guy's hitting a wedge. Guess who's got a chance at a par and guess who's got a chance at a par for from wherever that next shot's going to be. Exactly. And the, and the guy who took his 200 yard club to get a 180 yard shot out of the rough is still in the rough after 50 yards. Yeah, geez, John, you think you'd figure that you'd out? Think after I mean, the, the collective, John, the, the the mythical John. Yes, the, exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, that guy, that guy. And I mean, that how guy. many, how many of us have actually seen guys in that scenario, in that position, and they pull the club out, and you go, "Oh no, you're not going to try that, are you?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, but you don't know him well enough to say that, or you haven't uh, displayed high enough level of game yourself <laughs> to make them listen. To make that say right, but you know so, what's going to happen. You know? So then you're relegated to be the guy who just opens up his next beer and puts it in the cup holder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. He, he hits the shot, tops it out of the rough, begins to mutter, and then he all of a sudden he hears from over the golf cart, sport, <laughs> and the can opens up and puts it in there. And then, and then you say something really nice like, well, club, can I bring you now? <laughs> no, no, I'll get that. <laughs> you go on, I'll catch up. I got my stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all of that. We've been there, we've done that, and we got more coming up ahead with us. We are those weekend golf guys. If practice makes perfect, then Club Champion is the nation's best choice for a custom fit golf game. Their studios are designed with one goal in mind helping you play better golf. They don't sell apparel, they don't offer lessons, or they don't spend time on anything other than understanding, fitting, and building equipment. Club Champion is the number one fitter in the nation. Schedule a tour-level Club Champion fitting at clubchampiongolf.com and start improving your golf game today. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Alright, so John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. Here is Radio Studio. There is, of course, the uh, uh, golf cave at Edinburgh, Indiana's Timbergate Golf Course. We're going to talk distance, long distance. Because everybody wants it. Everybody that comes in and they all get around to telling me at some point within the first few minutes, you know, they always say the words, 
I want to be more consistent. <laughs> Yet we know that they are. Yeah, yeah. They're consistently hitting the shots that they don't like. I mean, That's that, pretty consistent. That one time I hit it for 250, I want to be consistent like that. Yeah, see, yeah. that's where they really want to get to. Yeah. But they never seem to lead with that. But yet I know what the answer is, mm-hmm. right? I want to be consistently long, and I want to be consistently accurate, mm-hmm. and I want to I want it to feel good because those are the three things, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they want to be long, mm-hmm. right? They want to be accurate, and they want it to feel good. And you know and I know that there's only one way that it feels good, and that's to finally hit the center of the face. Mm-hmm. Because if I gave them long, like if I got them to absolutely hit it thin as can be and dead straight, all 18 holes, you know, they would hate the round of golf. Yeah. Even if they played well and they struck the ball and they hit it thin, like two grooves thin every shot and every one of them was straight. They got length. They got accuracy. They had a good round. of They had a good score for the day. And, you know, they're still walking off the golf course going. Use my hands really are still vibrating. Hit it poorly, <laughs> right? It didn't feel good. I clanked mm-hmm. it around the golf course all mm-hmm. day, right? So mm-hmm. they always want it to feel good. Sure. But you know, they're always looking for one thing more so than the other thing. And the feel good is nice. Distance. But it is no substitute for the distance that they crave. Give me length. Give me right? more. So I'm, I'm on the range and I'm working with a couple of guys. And, and over next to me, you know, I, I got this guy that I'm working with and he's in his 30s. And, you know, he's hitting solid shots and he's hitting drivers and they're they're really kind of going out there. And I got my launch monitor and he's carrying it in the air like 270. Whoa. And they're pretty good shots. And we're listening to the two old guys next to us that aren't even doing really good scorecard math because <laughs> we know they play from the white tees. And number one is a 345 yard hole. And then the one guy <laughs> says to the other guy, I can't believe how well I hit it the other day. I hit it 310 off the tee. <laughs> and we're and the guy and I we're looking at we're looking back over our shoulders going oh and the other guy goes yeah and, you know I had a smooth little seven iron into the green <laughs> no <laughs> so he hit a three ten I kind of muttered under my breath to the to the guys working with I said well you know the rest of us we uh we measure in yards <laughs> so. <laughs> But anyway, if mm-hmm. people have this warped sense of how far they hit it because they have this warped sense of how they they think that they can really generate that kind of uh, ball speed and, and get, generate that kind of distance because they really don't know what it all is. But everybody comes to me and they say, I want more distance. And the first thing that they always say is, I'm not swinging fast enough. My club head's not going fast enough. Because that's the only thing that most people think that is involved in hitting a golf ball far. They just need to swing faster or harder. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of the common thing that yeah, you guys? Exactly. Swing faster, so, swing harder, or swing harder to swing faster. A lot of us don't understand the difference between that. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing, though. There's a couple of factors in distance. Three big factors. The speed that the ball is traveling, right? Ball speed. Right. A lot of people always think it's club head speed. And they go, oh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. That's not it at all. And they're like, what? Huh? How fast did the ball come off the face? That matters. Not how fast the face was traveling. How fast did the ball come off the face? That matters, right? Mm -hmm. And then the launch angle, right? As in like, what if it launched one foot off the ground, right? Or or not, I'm sorry, not 12, not, what if it launched one degree off the ground? Right. Horizontal. Right. It's going to hit. It's not going to go very far, is it? No, it's going to hit the ground much quicker than if you hit it higher. Right. 
So then, I, you know, or if I launch it like 15 degrees off the ground, they, mm-hmm. the one that, you know, if they're the same ball speed and they launch the same, they're launched differently by that. One's clearly going farther than the other. So launch angle has another factor in distance, right? Right. And then the spin, right? We all mm-hmm. understand spin. Sure. Because we're tired of seeing our balls curve sideways. So, right. you know, we get the spin part. But those are the three factors. And when people only want to talk about the club head speed because they think club head speed equals more distance every single time. So, interestingly enough, some of the balls that the guy that I was working with on the range, the fastest ball speeds that he came that, that came off the face of his club were with club head speeds that were not nearly the fastest. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking ball speed alone. So what's the other factor? If club head speed does not equal uh, ball speed, what's the, what's the big deal, John? It's you got to hit it the right part of the club. Yeah. Center face yeah. contact. Yeah. Can you imagine? You know, that's why they call them the sweet spot, right? Mm-hmm. The hot spot. You've heard that. Mm-hmm. We have all heard that. The guy that's swinging it faster, thinking that club head speed is the answer. He starts to miss the sweet spot. Or blind luckily hit it for the first time in a while. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, But this guy, you know, he starts to swing it faster and faster because he's enamored with the fact that he's flying at 265, 270 right now. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, he's going to swing a little faster. Right. So his club head speed went up by a couple miles an hour and his ball speed went down by about eight because he missed the center of the face. Okay. So there's a certain speed that it all can work and get to the center of the face. So then you're optimizing yourself, not maximizing yourself. You're optimizing your contact for maximum ball speed. Mm -hmm. And that's a big deal. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that. They just like, oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm just, I'm always going to hit it the same spot on the face. No, you're not. Just go look at your driver. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) How many marks you got on the, on the top of your club there, John? How many on the bottom? How many on the heel? How many on the toe? Yep. Yep. Where are you? So. Let me ask you a question then. Why is mm-hmm. it why is it that that the pros can hit a seven iron one hundred and eighty two yard? Or, uh, I saw Dustin Johnson. He he used a seven iron for two hundred and two yard shot. Anybody surprised at that? No, but a what, big tall beast of a man with uh, clubs that are bent, you know, more so than others, and he's massively strong, and he hits it in the middle of the face all the time. So, is anybody surprised? At no, that? no, not surprised. But what of what of those three elements is it that changes when when the pro does it? Is it well? Certainly, the club's moving faster for one. Okay. Center face contact almost all the time for the second. Okay. And the launch angle that these guys hit it at. Okay. And they can spin a ball however much they choose to based on how they decide to hit the shot. Right. Sometimes they want to hit big high bombs and they launch them high with less spin, and sometimes they hit these low trajectory ones. And they launch them lower and hit mm-hmm. a punch shot. And they won't carry as far, but they might roll out a lot. Right. Like the stinger off the tee. Right. right? It's an iron. And it's coming in really shallow and de-lofted quite a bit. And all of a sudden, it's a driving, piercing, rolling shot because the difference between the, the club coming in, the angle coming down at the ball, mm-hmm. and the loft wasn't very much. So it didn't spin a lot. Right. I just so wanted just to rolls like Matt. Just wanted to, to basically point out that, that club head speed does have something to do with it with the distance, but it's only if you can make sure that you got center face contact. Uh, other than that, the club yeah, head relative speed to the can, player, yeah, right? Yeah. It you know, and, and it and it gets down to this, you know, we've all heard the term smash factor, right? Yeah. The ball can only leap off the face relative to how fast the face was was going. 
a certain amount. Mm -hmm. Like in physics, it can only leap off the face one and a half times the speed the club was moving. So let's say, John, that you actually are swinging a driver at 100 miles an hour and you hit the center of the club face. Mm -hmm. The ball speed at that point is maximum 150 miles an hour. Gotcha. I know. It's good math on your part. I, I like know. That. Thanks. I was, was I, was, I was a little ahead of you. My, wow. My, my you were, calculator-like brain was just moving. Wow. I'm good at that. Lasers. Blinding I'm like, speed. I'm right? like a math savant, man. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> okay. Maybe. Let's, let's figure that out. Let's figure that out next time you start spouting up before you hit your driver. And we'll do some quick scorecard math going, this hole's only a 348 yards, John. And you figure you, only, uh, you got a little more than 48 yards in, in coming in here. <laughs> what are you thinking? And 310 must be like the generic term for I hit it far. Because that's what people do. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that's like 310. No. <laughs> no, it's lucky to be 220. <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you. Right. It just felt that's, like 310. Yeah. You know? That's why I consistently repeat with the rest of us are measuring in yards. Yards. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, But that's yeah. also how, how golf ball companies can get more distance then is, is – to to do whatever little magic things they can do to get the ball bouncing off the club face faster. Well, interestingly enough, they, they've they've figured out a lot with golf ball technology, right? Mm -hmm. Between the core and the cover and the little mantle layer between the two, mm -hmm. is they're they're figuring out at what club head speeds will this type of golf ball work better for to maximize the speed of the ball, right? And so they're, they're learning more and more and more, and they're regulated that, you know, given certain circumstances, mm -hmm. like the, the USGA fires a ball out of an air cannon into a steel plate at 100 miles an hour, and it's only allowed to bounce back, mm -hmm. you know, a certain speed, right? But Dustin Johnson swings it faster than that. Okay. And these balls react differently in one kind of test than they do off Dustin Johnson's club. Right. This right. is where this is the crux of the the issue that a lot of guys go, the ball's going too far. It's because the athlete that they're talking about is effectively better than the test. Mm -hmm. Right. In the parameters that he can create. So that ball works certain way in a test and a certain way with a different kind of, you know, parameters of, of speed that's also a reason though why many of us should be careful what ball we use because there are balls that are detrimental to the way we swing i don't know about detrimental but let's think of it this way there are people out there that they used to build balls and they do this swing speed test if your swing speed is this then this ball is for you right all right so here's the the question that i always had for them with this company and they and they never really could answer it. I said, well, I have that same swing speed. Well, this is the ball for you. I said, yeah, but my swing speed is that swing speed with my five iron. Mm -hmm. Do I play a different ball if we're talking about my driver? Because if you're <laughs> saying that it's good for that particular swing speed, then is that the only club I get to use throughout the round? Or what, what's my ball for if I have a my wedge in my hand? That's why they have a picture of you <laughs> and all of the ball fittings. If this guy shows up, shut down. <laughs> shut down because we can't answer this guy's question. Right. This guy's a troublemaker. Get away. This guy's a troublemaker. <laughs> right. But they used to do that. They'd even show up at the golf course where I was working and they'd yeah. put it up on the range and they'd hit balls into this net. Yeah. You know, and, and all of a sudden 
things would happen like, yeah, this is it. If you're, if your swing speed is this, this is the ball for you. Really? Yeah, yeah. Cause that means that's the maximum it reacts to. What if somebody swings it faster? Yeah. Does it, does it break? <laughs> what? I mean, I asked that question too, but kind of made a bad. <laughs> so is that really it? Does it get worse if I swing faster than this? Does the ball break? What happens here? Cause you're telling me this is the optimum ball. So is it worse if it swings faster? <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I yeah. really probably ought to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> probably before I'm going to get, get a, a cease and desist letter from <laughs> a company. <laughs> we don't know which one, but they're in Atlanta. Okay, so there we go. We know now, ball speed, launch angle, spin, that's what's yeah. going to get you distance. So don't worry about learning all those. So, so well, no, we won't do that because we're running out of time. But, but you still – Just hit it in the middle of the face. Hit it in the middle of the face. Exactly. In the middle of the face. It's where you're gonna. It's where you're gonna max out you. That's right. Everything else is less. There we go. Cool. There you go. End of sentence. Just see how easy. Hit it in the middle of the face. Wouldn't it be cool if doing business, especially in this day and age, this COVID nineteen, this stay inside, this wear a mask, this don't go to the office, this don't touch me. You can't do business like this easily, unless of course you play golf and you use that golf to increase your business. You need to do that. We can show you how. We would love to have you join our Facebook group, the Back Nine Advisory Board. Just go to Facebook.com, search for the Back Nine Advisory Board, join for free, and hang out. You will be learning a lot. We'll be right back. In the age of COVID-19 restrictions, it is harder than ever for a guy in business to make a good first impression. Business cards are great, but you can't shove one through a phone. What do you do? Well, you need a digital business card. That's what you need to do, and I've got one. You check mine out. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com. See what our go cards are like. They are absolutely phenomenal way to do business in this day and age. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Go there now. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. You can't argue with the fact that you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, which is why Club Champion carries every option for every golfer. You won't miss out on the perfect fit. Over 45,000 hittable head and shaft combinations from the best brands in golf. Factors like length, weight, flex, and more are just as important to a custom fit game as the club head, and they will all be addressed in your tour-level fitting at Club Champion. Schedule your fitting at clubchampiongolf.com. Okay, John Ashton, Jeff Smith, those weekend golf guys, thanks for hanging through. The uh, The crux of the entire show has been headed in the middle of the club face. You can practice swinging it faster. You can practice trick shots, any thing you want to do. But if you want to be consistently better, practice hitting it in the center of the club face, no matter what club you're using. Does that basically encapsulate what you've been trying to say for the past hour or so? Yep. Pretty much. I think I had a little bit more fun when I said it. This is the recap. Just the other day, in this recap, just the other day, I was working with this guy, and I showed him his launch monitor numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And all he was jacked up about was, I can swing my this 8-iron. The guy's 62 years old. He can swing his 8-iron 80 miles an hour. Not one time did he swing at 80 miles an hour did he actually hit it in the club face. And the longest carry that he had was 133 at 80 miles an hour. I got him a little bit more under control and got him swinging at 76 miles an hour. And he started to hit it 154 yards in the air because he hit it in the middle of the face. Yeah. His spin was better. His launch was better. All those things were better because he made it hit in the middle of the face and he wouldn't believe it until he saw the numbers. And he's like, okay, so not going at it as hard and fast as I can 
is actually better. You yeah. got it, brother. Control. Yeah. And we all just know that to too. The middle of the face. When we just sit there and, and start hacking at it, trying to hit hard or fast, our results are disappointing at best. That's a good good way to say that. Disappointing yeah. at best. Tragic most of the time. <laughs> just saying it like it is, guys. That's why when my mythical partner, John, mm-hmm. puts me in the rough at 185 yards out behind a tree and I got to play that shot. Thanks, John, for swinging so hard. That's right. That's no really more. helped us out there, brother. No more alt shot with John. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That guy's off the list. All right. Well, so he's buying he's buying dinner. <laughs> he puts me through this kind of misery all day. He's buying dinner. The operative thing, man, is center face contact. That's what you should practice. Not hitting it fast, not hitting it hard. Center face contact. And then once you get that down, work on the rest. But you'll find that there's less to work at once you've perfected center face contact. That's a really good way to put that. Thank you. It fixes a lot of other ills. It does. I should do this for a living. Tell you what. You want to fix a lot of your ills, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. You can do that. Or anytime you miss anything, you want to go back and listen again, you can always access every show we've ever done on thoseweekendgolfguys.com. And there's you, I, you told me you were going to get rid of that one. You think you, they can't have access to that. Well, shh. It's embarrassing. Nobody knows it's not there. Okay. You know, get yourself some clubs, practice a little bit, swing and practice that center face contact, and then go play some great golf. 